You're listening to the Free to You Sounds podcast. Welcome to the Free to You Sounds podcast. I am your co-host Libby, and across from me is Marcel. Please greet the listeners out there. Hello and welcome to our very special new podcast, Libby. What is it all about? Well, we're calling this a sound journey of Iceland. If you don't know, we have been traveling the world and recording sounds. And Iceland was something that we were interested in doing for quite some time. And we allocated two full months of recording around Iceland. And we rented a camper van for one month. And we recorded some incredible sounds. And that's what we want to do. We want to take you on a little journey with us and tell you the stories about each one of these sounds. Before we get started, I wanted to say two things. One, could you do us a favor and let us know if you enjoy this type of format of making these sound journeys? Because we absolutely love your feedback. We got some very nice feedback in the past about our interviews and telling our personal stories. And since this is a very different format, we would love to hear from you. And also, if you are interested in having these sound recordings yourself, they are all royalty free and you can find them in two different ways. You can find them on our Bandcamp account or in our all-in-one bundle. And we're going to put all of those links in the show notes below. We're about to take you on a journey around Iceland, but we need to explain how we actually got to Iceland because, as you know, things are a little differently how one can travel these days and who is allowed into certain countries. And for Iceland, we were so excited because it was one of the first countries to open up to all tourists. However, when we booked our flights from La Réunion to Iceland, in a matter of days, the Icelandic government changed their rules on who was allowed into the country. So Americans were not on that list. And so we were in a pickle, weren't we, Marcel? Yeah, we were in a little pickle because we had all the tickets. We already booked the camper van with Cozy Camper. And I also had new microphones ordered, the Sennheiser MKH. 8040 together with the Sinella Albert and that was already waiting for me in Paris. Which was our layover from La Réunion to Iceland. We had a few hours in Paris. What was interesting was there is some fine print when it came to who they would allow into the country. And if you read it from the perspective Americans are not allowed, there is actually some situations that Americans are allowed into Iceland. And one of them, in very small print, which I'm so glad we realized this, if you have a cohabitant partner with an EU citizen, then Iceland views that as a relationship that is to the extent that they allow both parties into the country. So you might think, oh, okay, well, you can just show up and say, hey, that's my boyfriend. We've been together for 
six years living together. No, it <laughs> required much more. We actually needed to communicate with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Iceland and present a lot of documents that proved that we were together. And do you remember the moment when they <laughs> finally sent us back the approval? Yeah, you were jumping. <laughs> we were both jumping. Yes, because it is just something that, yeah, because it was something before, we could just go to places and we never really thought about. But now you have this paper in front of you and you're like, wow, we really can go. This is amazing. It made me feel that I was taking things for granted for so long. When you receive a letter like this, it, it's hard to explain, but everything seemed to fit together and work out. And we were so, so grateful for that because, as Marcel had mentioned, we had purchased a lot of money for equipment. We had everything set up for us in Iceland, and we would have ended up losing out on a lot of money <laughs> and just the experience of being in Iceland if this wasn't allowed. Yeah, we were so grateful having the opportunity to go together, but not being married. And we know from other people in the past who live in different countries, who have different passports, they go to this process every single time if they want to leave a country or want to go to a different country. And having going through this process right now because of COVID makes me appreciate my own passport even more. But I still feel incredibly sorry for all the people who have to go through this process every single time. And it's it's quite sad. It is, yes. And it, it's, it's very intensive and it's very emotional for a lot of couples. And we don't want to get too much into this right now because this episode is about Iceland. But that is the reason why we're in Turkey right now. It's one of a handful of countries that we can both be in at the same time. And the same with Croatia and the same with the next countries until we're allowed into more countries together. That's how we make our relationship and recording sounds work. Okay, so we have everything planned. We have the goal. Now let's head over to Iceland. But before we go into Iceland, I went to Paris. That was also really interesting because coming into Paris was for Libby another adventure. Because I was able to leave the airport as a German citizen to pick up the equipment. But Libby, you had to stay in the airport. You can't leave. You have to be transferred into the international area. Then we had all this with luggage. <laughs> but I picked up the microphones. I picked up the new Cinella, what is a fantastic wind protection. So we have videos about this on our YouTube channel already. But when we landed in Iceland, and I started with my first recordings, that's when the problem happened. And one of my Sennheiser microphones had a fault. It had an issue. And I was almost devastated coming to Iceland, spending all this money. A lot of money. A lot. We're talking of over $10,000 at that point. And I had nothing because I said, what am I going to record with? But then we met... Luckily, Butsby, Hidden Sound. It's funny because his name is actually Busby, but for some reason, Marcel's like pet name for him is Butsby. <laughs> yeah, hello, Butsby, a Busby, when you listen. <laughs> Thank you so much. So he has the same microphone set, the Sennheiser MKH 8040, and then he could lend me this mic. I rented it from him, 
And then I could record these sounds with his microphones. So all the sounds that we're listening to is recorded on his Sennheiser. Later on, Sennheiser exchanged the microphone. I got the new ones. And they're great. I, I really love them. I had a little bit of a problem in the beginning with it. Yeah, I feel in the beginning you were quite discouraged about the microphones because you had the fault, but then also you felt that they were a little noisy. But over time, you realized how powerful those microphones were and how versatile they are as well. Yeah, Daniel, for example, who is another sound engineer from Germany, he explained me why these Sennheiser microphones have this noise floor in the higher range and that they're actually built for that, that they have that. So he made it really clear to me. I can't bring it back because it is very technical, but now I understand it. And the, the quality is great. I use them every time. And then we went to Cozy Campers. Yeah, we went to Cozy Camper and they provided an upgrade for us, mainly because we were some of the first few tourists into the country and they had more available at that time. But as we had traveled over the month, we came back. It was packed. There were so many people renting campers at that point. Because when we arrived in June, it's just the optimal time, in my opinion, to travel around Iceland. Especially that there were so few tourists. It provided such an amazing opportunity for us to record authentic sounds around Iceland with the least amount of background noise. Talking about cars, people chatting, just the overall ambience of people around are basically non-existent in our recordings because people just weren't in Iceland at the time. What was so interesting is when we went on this journey and you go to campgrounds because you can't park wild and sleep wild in Iceland. It's against the law. Everything is private. So if you ever come to Iceland, don't park wild, go to the campgrounds, they're not expensive and they have everything you need. And when we arrived, we mostly met Icelanders. Because in June, when they're on holiday, then that's when they explore the country. But mostly the years before, they avoided this because of too many tourists. But when we came there, they were actually quite happy to meet us. So it was, we felt very welcome, not, what's the word? unwelcome because now the foreigners coming back or the tourists coming back. Then we have the whole COVID thing. That's why we also tried to stay away. We wanted to have a camper van where we can travel, but we never felt unwelcome. There were some situations when people didn't know that Libby is an American. They made some snotty comments about Americans. But that was mostly coming from foreigners. It wasn't Icelanders that were saying those things. No, it was mostly foreigners. It was yeah. mostly the tourists in the country and they didn't realize that I was an American because Marcel always responds where he's from and takes the conversation. And then it would come up with, oh, uh, good thing Americans aren't allowed in. And then, Marcel, you would say, well, my girlfriend's an American. Yes. <laughs> and, and then they're like. <laughs> and their eyes are like, oh, oops. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a very interesting time. So the Golden Circle is where we're first starting out our journey with this sound compilation that we're going to be letting you listen to throughout this episode. And the first one is at the Iconic Geyser. This is very well known in Iceland because it's water that shoots up so far into the air and it's so loud and you're not sure when it's going to happen. It, it bubbles and then suddenly you can listen to the sound right now. 
So Marcel, tell me about this moment when you were recording, because I was there for you at one point, but then I left and you, you were at this location very, very late. Very late and very long. If you, if you've been to Geyser already then, and you watch this happening, so you're probably not alone. In the years before, you were probably there with a couple hundred tourists all the time. So the sound, if I would have recorded this last year, then there would be probably more talking, more chatting, more people like, wow. So this is something that, yes. Oh, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt you, because I have, I've been to Iceland before. I was there eight years before at this exact location in January. So it can't be that busy, right? But it was incredibly busy when I was there. You had no place to even stand to look at it. It was just full of people. When I came back with you, seeing that it's completely empty, it's one of the most amazing feelings in the world to know that you are just alone with nature at that moment. Yeah, when we recorded and Libby did a little video, then we were completely alone and I, and I, and I knew I want to go back. I want to go back after midnight because then there will be again nobody. But then I arrived around, I think it was 1 a.m., and I saw these three young men sitting on the bench and they're having fun and they were loud. And <laughs> if you are field recorders, you know that feeling. You like, hmm, they are going to ruin my soundscape. And and that's the thing, you know, I see three people and I think it's already ruined. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so we had a conversation. They were, oh my God, it was so funny. We had quite a nice chat because I know the sound is going to be there in an hour in two hours and three hours I will be here in three hours so let's have a fun conversation about sound and one of them was a musician and then uh, they said oh but now we have to leave so oh great it's like great They're like oh no I mean for the sound right and then they left and I started recording and then I was sitting there for about half an hour and you could already tell that sky is changing a little bit and I was just sitting there and listening to this. But then I see a woman coming slowly, walking up to me. And in the background was another person with a huge box. And he put up some cameras. And I'm like, no. Is this is at what, 2.30 in the morning or something? Yeah. I, I wasn't there for that because I said I want to sleep. <laughs> but it was around 2.30, right? Yeah, it was around 2.30. And then she came up to me and she, her name is Adis, and she asked me if it's okay if we can fly a drone because she knew I'm recording sounds with all this equipment. And I'm like, a drone? Uh, I don't think you can. You know, you need a permission. And she, no, no, we have a special permission. I said, sure, of course, if you have a permission. Uh, I'm not in your way. Maybe I can just move away so you don't have me in the picture or in the, in the video. So no, 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 it's all good. Well, okay. And then I recorded a sound. The other person came up, was a young man. And then it was Benjamin Hartman, who is a photographer and his girlfriend. They're both photographers traveling around Iceland, working on a project, for photography and videography. I think a lot of you probably know Benjamin Hartman by now. He has incredible photos. Yes, beautiful photos. So what we did is I recorded his drone sounds and then I gave him the sounds. And then they left after another hour. And there was a big mistake that they left. It was after 3, 3.30. And oh, I get goosebumps by just telling you what happened. So I was sitting on that bench, still recording these sounds. And the sky 
turned not just into a red, it changes color between red, orange, red, orange, and then the clouds moving back and forth, and it's it's the sunrise. Oh, and it was just fantastic. Then and then you and you find yourself sitting there alone, nobody around, not a single person. It's just me, the Sennheiser, the Sinella, the Albert, and the sky. And I got tears in my eyes because this is something I never experienced in my life before and I can experience alone. Nobody is there. That was fantastic. Because you experience the sun setting and the sun rising all in a few hours. Yes, at the same time. Wow. And then I went back with my tear in the eye to <laughs> the wakes, car. You wake me up. Guess what just happened? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That was probably one of the most memorable moments in my life. Yeah, yeah. You still talk about that when people ask you about Iceland. You always bring up that that moment for you. And sometimes you say to me, ah, oh, you should have been there. And then I, I think, no, actually, that was a moment for you. And that's totally okay. It wouldn't have been the same if I was there. That's your moment. And that's important for you to have. Okay, now imagine we are back in our car. We're passing incredible scenery beautiful waterfalls, and then we're heading over to the Sölheimann Sadur. <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because <laughs> the problem with being in Iceland is you're never sure if you pronounce things correctly. <laughs> and that pause was Marcel double-checking he said it right. <laughs> uh, probably not. But it is a beautiful area. It is an area that the most people like us would probably pass like anybody else. But there is something that Libby, you should tell us why we went there. This is where the DC-3 plane crash happened. And this was a U.S. Navy aircraft that crash landed. They are still unsure exactly why the plane crashed in 1973. And no one actually died on board. There were seven uh, U.S. Navy men on the plane. And now it is become a spot that tourists like to view and take photos of. What you probably don't know about this location is it is not a very easy place to get to. It requires quite a bit of time to walk from where you can park to where the actual plane is. Yeah, it takes you about an hour for one way. And this hour feels like an eternity. It's so long. You know, you can run an, an hour or you go for a jog. If you're in a city, there's always something changing, always moving. So it does never feel long. But if you really want to know how long an hour feels like, you go to this place and you walk. <laughs> yeah. But be prepared. Because it is one of the, oh, how can I say it? It is, it is just a straight shot in a way. You have the posts, the yellow posts to guide you because it's important that you stay on this path even though you're in a field there's nothing around. You have to stay straight so they give you these these posts to follow. And the day that you went alone because we you went there twice, one alone and one time with me the first day you went there it was pouring rain and it was very windy 
we prepared ourselves because we had full waterproof gear. And thankfully, you were 100% prepared for that. And you walked all the way there. Yeah, we have a video about this on our YouTube channel. So you can see how we actually look like. We have some Instagram posts about it. And we have the whole sound library that we recorded there. And I want you to listen to this part really quick. And then we talk way more about it. So this recording was when you were alone and the day that you were there, it was rainy and the day that I was there, it was not. And it's important that you recorded on both of these days, which are also in this library because of the different textures and the different sounds that happen when there is rain or depending on how windy it is. And you use several devices, right? You use the geophone and the contact microphone and of course the Sennheiser with the super wind protection, which we cannot underplay how important it is to have proper wind protection in Iceland because it is winds that you have never experienced before. Yes, this is the ultimate test for the Sinella Albert. Not only there, also in other spots in Iceland, we know that the wind in winter might be more stronger than in the summer. You know, some people told me that the wind can pull off your car from the road. So we have not experienced this, luckily. But coming back to the sound, I was sitting in that airplane for hours. So I spent the first day four or five hours there. Then with Libby, we spent another five, six hours there because we shot this video. And we saw sometimes people coming in, walking all the distance and then, Five minutes and they're gone. They didn't even went in. They didn't even experience what it mean to be inside this plane, listening to these powerful sounds that think about the sound and the emotion, what it means to be on that place. This airplane is there right now in these conditions. Of course, it's not a living thing, but if you just think about it, it is there right now against all these natural with the wind, with the rain, with the snow, with the hail. The elements are so intense, yes. And, and the reason why these sounds exist, it's because of the plane being there. If the plane wasn't there, you wouldn't have these types of sounds because the wind passing through the open windows and the movement of the metal and the screws and there's these cables that are just dangling. There's so many sounds that are there simply because of this crash landing. Exactly. And there's another beauty that this place has hidden. And that's behind the plane. The most people that we saw, they just went around really quick, took a photo, make it probably look like it's an incredible experience on Instagram. We know the truth. And... If you go behind the plane, you just walk another five to ten minutes, you will be greeted by a beach you have never seen in your life before. Another thing I would like to mention is that the weather changed so quick. Also, if you are a photographer, every picture will look completely different because sometimes the 
the sun the sun comes out then it's dark again and you have these cloud formation oh and then when you have the the beach and you see how the wind goes through the beach these tiny rocks these little stones they're just floating around and it creates this beautiful dance of a beach it's 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 like dancing you watch rocks dancing <laughs> and then you have these waves crashing oh, this, oh the power of these waves and we didn't even mention the color of the sand oh. this is not just normal looking sand it's black the entire time when you're walking in this field up until the beach it's black and, and then the sky is gray and sometimes the sun shines through it it's incredible and that brings us to our next sound journey near a beautiful coastal town or city depending on how you want to view it is vic and near vic is the incredible and iconic beach marcel please help me out with the name haha <laughs> okay i'm trying rainy's fiara yeah you 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 had the benefit of being german so there's a lot of the sounds are similar it's a hard language it's because everything's pronounced so hard but when i listen to butsby Busby telling these names, it sounds way better than when I say it, of course. Because <laughs> he can speak the language. <laughs> that is right. Wow, but this speech, this is one of a kind. And I saw a lot of people not respecting the waves, just thinking, playing around there. And people dying on that beach because these waves are called sneaky waves. And it's true, they just come out of nowhere. You just think they're like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. But then it's not just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It's I guarantee you that you've seen this beach before. It's been in so many films. I know it's been in a Star Wars and a Star Trek film. Uh, it was in a Bonnevere video, music video as well. It's these jagged basalt cliffs along this black beach. And there are these two distant formations. And it is so beautiful. But as Marcel mentioned, extremely dangerous so we were very guarded on how we approached the beach and we would see people who were not there have been many deaths there because of this and we respected nature we we were away from it but we also wanted to capture these sounds But I also want to mention that when we came there, that was the first time that we experienced the tourism comes back. And a lot of people thinking it was funny to be close to the water. <laughs> yeah, they just played around with it and going back and forth with the waves. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. that's a tough thing to do. Because it, I know we keep on talking about this, but it, it the waves just suck you up. Because when they crash in, they crash so close to the shore that by the time they crash and they spread, it, it just swallows people it just takes people in yes just like a tsunami it just takes you and takes you back into the water and there's no chance of, no. of recovering you no because it is just so strong and other people can't go in because it is just so dangerous and that's another thing that you're not only putting your life in danger there are people who are security guards or like baywatch people <laughs> and you put them <laughs> life lifeguards <in> <laughs> lifeguards yes 
<laughs> Sorry, it was just it's when you went from security guard to Baywatch people. There's something in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I I always have to think about the word in English. In German I know, but and then I jump over to this word and I just use this it's like having a, a folder structure in your brain and just hey you know what, I just pick this. That that's close. I picked this. <laughs> and you also put them life in danger in a way they still have to find a way to rescue these people. So if you ever go there, please make sure Respect this area. Don't go too close to the water. And the safest place is at home listening to the sounds because I did it already for you. So we just took you to the beach and there are so many gorgeous beaches in Iceland. Of course, it's an island, so there are many opportunities to go to beaches. But there are also many opportunities to see waterfalls. You have no idea how many waterfalls you can fit into your itinerary if you go to Iceland. So it's important to pick out the ones that you would want to see because honestly, you could spend your entire time going to waterfalls. So we wanted to pick our favorite waterfall that we went to. And it is probably one of the most well-known waterfalls in Iceland for a good reason. And this is Dedifoss. This is in the northeast region. You may have seen it in Prometheus. It's the opening scene of Prometheus. And it's this powerful waterfall that you can basically walk up to. And that is exactly why we loved recording at this location. So take a listen to this sound. Now, if you have listened to this, that's isn't that incredible, powerful? But to get a real feeling what it means to stand there just a couple centimeters or inches away from the cliffs, there is no, there's no line. There is no, you can jump if you want. Yeah, if you want to go for a swim, you can do it right away if you want to. Well, that'll be your last swim because yes. it will take you in. There are two ways you can actually approach the waterfall. And we're very fortunate that we went the way that we did because if you go on the opposite side, it's not just so easy to get there. It would take quite a bit of time. But how our route took us there it was perfect because you park the car and then you walk down the stairs and then you're on the level of the waterfall. Sometimes when you're at a waterfall, you might be above it, which is the other location. The other side is above it, and you wouldn't get these types of sounds. We were able to be on the level of the waterfall, which meant that we could record fabulous ambience, but also use the geophone to record these... Vibrations. Yes, these vibrations, these... <laughs> you just listen to it. Another thing we should mention is that we went to this waterfall at two in the morning and it was a perfect time to go there because there weren't any people, but also just the grayness of it. It was so gray that day, but then the sun started to set and it started to have this pink in between the gray. And it was a very memorable time for me. And I'll always remember that experience going to Daddy Foss. Sure, you're tired because you've been driving all day and it's in the middle of the night. But I can't stress enough how important it is 
to go to Iceland in the summer because it allows you the opportunity to go to places in the middle of the night. That's what's so wonderful about Iceland, because they don't close places. Unlike other parts of the world, they close at certain hours, and that's it. Iceland, you can go 24 hours a day. And they don't charge you an entrance fee. So it's also very interesting when people say, oh, Iceland is so expensive. Uh, there is no charge if you want to go to these kind of places. There are some. I think we paid once when we wanted to visit a crater, like a volcano crater. We paid a oh, yeah, we did that. And sometimes you have to pay for parking if you're in certain areas. And to go to the national parks in the United States, that costs quite a bit of money. We're going to stick with the water theme right now and take you to the West Fjords. West Fjords is a desolate part of Iceland. There are the spots, the very touristic spots around Iceland. Some of them we've mentioned in this episode. But when you go into the West Fjords, it's kind of like no man's land, right? There really aren't so many people. Elves. We have the elves there. Well, I said people. Yes. I didn't mention the elves. They're separate. So we're going to go take you up to the West Fjords now. And one of the best things to do in Iceland, if you have an opportunity, is to go to a hot pot. And a hot pot, there are ones that are man-made and there are hot pots that are natural. We went to several of them over our course of driving around. But one of our favorite hot pots, which is essentially a hot tub, is in the West Fjords. Yeah, these are the three hot tubs in, I think it's Tranjes. Oh, and it was already 3 a.m. And I want you to listen to this sound. It's an underwater sound. We recorded it with the hydrophone in the hot pot. Just listen to this and then I tell you what we experienced while sitting in that hot tub. That day was a strenuous one for us because we had been on the road all day exploring and recording. I think we went to four, maybe five different campsites. Uh, yeah, I'm very picky. You... I, I do have to say this. I'm so picky <laughs> if it comes to campgrounds, Airbnbs. Uh, you... I'm mostly disappointed. Yes, I don't let him do the reviews. <laughs> I'm the one who writes reviews because <laughs> you're so difficult sometimes. And that definitely came through when we're finding campsites because I would be the one who would look up the places we should go and these are the campsites that we'll probably stay at. And I, I in the beginning, would have one or two. And then I decided, oh, I need to give him more options. So a lot of times at night, we'll be driving around looking for a campsite. We'll get there and he'll be like, Mwah. too many people, too many people. I don't like this this location. Okay. I don't pay 100 crones for a minute in a shower. Yes. So this was an ongoing struggle with me. Anyway, that evening, you said it was what time? 3 a.m. I, I think it was even later, honestly. I think it was around 4. Maybe it was actually 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very late or early, depending on how you look at it. And we arrived at these hot pots. And they're along the main street of this village so you're on this coastal village well it's more like a peninsula and you see the just these hot tubs out of nowhere across from like a, a school <laughs> and and they're overlooking 
this body of water, and in the distance, you see the full moon. And the sky is a color you can't even put into words. Pastels of pinks and oranges and yellows and reds and purples and this beautiful gradient. Oh, it was amazing to experience it at that time. Nobody and there. Nobody there. Nobody. Not a single person, not a single car passed by. And you look at this moon and you see the moon rise while sitting in a hot pot. Oh, and listening to it like that. Oh, it's Underwater sounds to me are so calming, aren't they? They're just I could just listen to the sound all day long and probably not get anything done. <laughs> If you're curious, we did find a campsite that was suitable for Prince Marcel and it was a great spot. It was. And I would just want to say hello, Victoria from the West Yards. If you're listening, we had a great time. We're about to take you to our last location, which is also in the West Fjords. It did take us quite a bit of time to get there because it's on the opposite end. The thing about the West Fjords is it's quite desolate and it can take a lot of time to go on the roads because some of them are gravel and there are a lot of turns because you're going in and out of these peninsulas or some of them called fingers. And we did all of that, right? We did as much as we could with our type of vehicle because there are many areas of the West Fjords that require a more robust vehicle to drive on. Another point I want to make is that it's important to prepare yourself if you do go to the West Fjords because sometimes it's more difficult to find fuel and grocery stores. With a full tank and lots of food in the fridge, we made it to our last location in this sound journey, and that's Latraberg. This is the largest and most populated. Yes, seabird cliff in Europe. Yeah. Millions of birds. And when we are there in summer, the birds are nesting. So there's a lot of quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Our favorite bird was there. He's the one that gets the most respect, and that is the puffin. Yeah, the clown bird. Oh, oh they're so cute. They're so they're small. They're smaller than you expect, too, aren't they? Yeah, but first thing when we when we came to Iceland, we already knew about the puffins. But for us, it was the puffin was more like a legend. People told us, "Yeah, you will see puffins there and here." Yeah. We never saw them. So people just talking these pictures. They're probably even fake. Yeah. And then when we went uh, before in Husavik, there is a really nice campground. It's North sixty six, and if you go a little bit further, a couple of minutes, then there would yeah is an area. That's the first time when we saw puffins in the distance. Oh, yes. They yeah, love so to hang. Fast. They hang out with each other. They're in the ocean, and then they come up to the cliffs because that's where they're nesting. And so we saw a few, but we didn't see them at all close up. So the first time we saw our beloved puffin close was yeah, a meter, just a meter away, yeah. <laughs> and he turned around with his tick tick tick. How they walk is just so funny. And he looked me in the eye, and I looked the puffin in the <laughs> eye, and we knew. Yes. We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> They're so calm and relaxed. Yeah. And there's a really funny picture on the Instagram account that we have where I have the microphone above the puffin, like over the cliff, and he looks up and then what's that thing? <laughs> so I try to record the sound of the puffin, but they are so quiet. Mm. You you can't hear them. And then we have The seagulls, the razor bills, all these other beautiful birds, they're so loud, especially the seagulls. They just keep on laughing, keep on talking. 
You can take a listen to it right now. We loved spending time on these cliffs and being close to the birds and also being keenly aware that they could poop on us at any moment. So that's one thing you have to prepare yourself if you go to these uh, these cliffs is there are so many birds. I mean, we're talking millions of birds and they are coming in and out. They're flying. They're going towards the water. They're coming back. They're nesting. There's just so much activity. And we're really happy that we were able to be there on a nicer, calm day, right? It wasn't very windy or rainy and that most of the birds were on the cliffs. So we could get these great sounds. And also almost no tourists, just a couple, a handful But we already saw, oh, it's picking up because now we're already on our way back to Reykjavik. And then when we reached a place very close to Reykjavik, we saw, oh, okay, the tourists are back. It's full on, full on tour season. Yes, high season in Iceland at that point. But of course, it's nothing compared to previous years. In the last, I believe, seven years in Iceland, there's been a huge surge of tourists and They've had to build much more infrastructure for this tourism, and it's really boosted the economy in Iceland with how many people are coming to visit. And for us to be there at a time when there weren't so many tourists, it was such a wonderful opportunity for us to get these sounds. And we hope that you enjoyed coming around with us in Iceland because it was a a wonderful experience for us. Of course, it can be daunting and quite tiring living in a van that small for a month. And then we spent another month in Reykjavik where we were able to record more sounds in the capital, but also organize and edit all of the sounds that were we were recording around Iceland. Yeah, and you can find all these sounds within the All-in-One Bundle. So if you have already access to this cloud storage, then you can download all these sounds for free at no cost. There's like 400, over 400 recordings in it. Or you can find single sound libraries on the Bandcamp account. If you have access to the full discography, you might have them already within your account. So feel free to check them out. We really hope you enjoy this new format, The Sound Journey of Iceland. Libby. Do you have anything else to say? The last thing I would just like to mention is, again, if you have any feedback for us, you can always send it to hello at freedusounds.com. We're just a two-person team, so you'll be talking to Marcel. He is the email correspondent. And also, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, could you just do us a favor and rate this podcast? And you can also give us any comments that really helps us boost our reach for other people who are interested in sound. And we would greatly appreciate that. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. All of those handles are at Free to You Sounds. Thank you, and we will talk to you very soon in our next episode.